Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Positive Energy Phil podcast channel, where we talk about a variety of mental health awareness and wellness subjects. So today is the 20th episode in a series I like to call Mindset Leaders, Creating Our Best Self. This series is all about connecting with different leaders in various fields of mindset, business, sometimes even a little bit of both, and taking a peek behind the curtain to explore, you know, what makes them tick, how they prepare for a big day of crushing their goals, being their best self, and using that to make an impact on the world around them. So we're here with our guest today, Michael Conta. Thank you so much for joining us today. How are you doing? How's your day been? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. You know, the weather's good outside. Um, I'm in a good positive flow and I got my, my gym workout in, so I'm doing fantastic. Awesome. Can't go wrong. I, I usually like to get a good sweat and a good exercise going on in the morning. I feel like it really sets me up well as in, in a similar way. And I feel like that kind of, you know, leads well into the first question. So I love to start by exploring a bit about what I had mentioned in the introduction a moment ago. So I've often found that many different wellness or business leaders are doing great things, who are doing great things in their life. You know, we often have daily routines that help set up our day in a way that serves us well. And I know for myself, this often comes in a form of different self-care or personal, develop, personal development type routines throughout my day. So do you have a consistent routine yourself that you like to utilize each day to bring out the best in yourself? Yes, yes. And I, and I think I've, I've, you know, been working on it. But I usually try to start my day with really focusing on both my mind, my body and my spirit. So sometimes it might just be five minutes each. Sometimes it might be as much as 20 minutes. But I think, you know, I kind of want to be in my body first in terms of doing something like talk about the exercise and just stretching or just kind of feeling how am I feeling? Am I tight? Um, I love to work on my mind. So whether it's planning what the day is or even just kind of visualizing, okay, what do I, what's important today? Um, what, what do I want to, you know, um, have a positive impact? And then for my spirit, it really just goes into where are my values? You know, some, some days I don't wake up with energy. And so if I don't wake up with energy, maybe I need to spend more time meditating that day. Um, or praying. Um, and so, you know, some days I have lots of energy. Well, then let me write. So I think when I look at it from that three-tiered format, it gives me a time to find that balance. And so sometimes I could spend an hour on my physical. I only spend five on the other two. But when I kind of work on all three, I find myself in the, I guess, optimum energy level to start to kind of go about my day. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, it took me a while to figure it out, but once I started to figure it out, it really helped me to stay balanced on a day-to-day -day basis. Awesome. Yeah. I feel like, as you said, there's so much power in being able to intuitively trust our body, trust our mind as we have awareness in those kind of moments. Like, you know, today might be that day where a little bit of this kind of self-care, a little bit extra on this, in this side will really do me well or perhaps a different thing. And I feel like it, it's like you said, it's never really a one size fits all kind of experience. There's, I know for myself in a similar way where there's cer certain non-negotiables in a sense of things I want to do each day, but perhaps, you know, in, in that, in the moment intuitively, there is kind of going to be a different flow each 
big time experiencing those self-care because as you said you know sometimes you just you have that awareness and that recognition that your body or your soul or your mind needs a little bit more of this ingredient versus that and I think trusting in that is really important kind of to be able to have that asset in our toolbox of knowing that we don't we can kind of listen to our body and adjust as we need and so I you know for myself learning about self-care it really stemmed from experiencing challenges in my life and learning about how to overcome them and so awareness of some of these things also that once kept me stagnant you know also inspired me to grow did your experience bring a similar journey and if it did can you expand a bit on how some of the routine self-care things you like to do now helped you to overcome challenges or help you to you know take on challenges with grace as they come to you in everyday life sure so you know i think the best thing when it comes to challenges is challenges really they really test your spirit um and so i you know i think you know in my journey um i used to be about 300 pounds i used to walk around maybe around 280 i topped that at you know 303 you know, right now I'm about 203, um, probably in the last, you know, three years. And a lot of it is, you know, when you're going through kind of challenges, you don't have the energy to even get into a routine. And so I'm, you know, a big fan of energy. And so I think I really had to, to A, kind of be honest on where my shortcomings are. Because you kind of, you know, I always think mindfulness is you kind of have these moments of clarity of, hey, I need to eat healthier. Hey, I need to talk to my friends more. I need to, you know, stop this. But then it, it blanks back out and you kind of go into this auto, you know, this um, autopilot. Yeah. And so I had to actively just catch myself in the morning and commit, you know, and sometimes it was just committing for a minute, just starting at the simplest activity because I'm turning my mindfulness awareness on as I wake up and not just going to the the autopilot of the day and just eat whatever and and move forward so that really kind of started it that that was kind of the, the kickstarter uh, of not letting my emotions dictate my my way I go about dealing with my day dealing with my routine and it was a process um, there was failure um, there's lots of failure in, in the road of, of success. Um, but what I found is as I started to do my routines, I started to gain more confidence. I started to lose more weight. I started to get more energy. And so I think of it as positive and negative snowballs, meaning negative snowballs happen to us all the time, right? We have negative self-thoughts about ourselves, which makes us not want to work out. But then we gain more weight or unhealthy, which then our body feels bad. So then we don't do work. We're not as productive with our family. So now it goes back to our spirit. Uh, you know, we have shame and doubt. And so the snowball just starts to pick up and pick up. And before you know it, you've gained 40 pounds or you don't talk to your friends as much or you've lost confidence in yourself. Well, then it works the opposite way. And so, and it starts. And I, I love the fact that you can choose. You can choose your mind, body, your spirit but you had to start somewhere to build, you know, a tent pole. So I kind of put one tent pole. Um, and for me, it was my mind was my initial tent pole. And I started to build around it, you know, because yeah. my of the three, my body was the one that was lacking the most. And 
I started to get the positive snowball. So all of a sudden I lost five pounds and I gained more confidence. I had more energy. Well, great. Now that I have more energy, I can improve my routine. So my routine improved, which then I lost a little bit more weight and I gained more confidence. And I, and now I, now that I step back and have perspective, I can see the positive snowball. And so I think that's the hardest thing because when you're doing the snowball, the hardest part is the beginning of the snowball. Yeah. It's creating that traction and energy. So that's where that five minutes of each three at least starts that traction. And once people see it, that's when you get the light that goes in people's eyes. That's when you get those big jumps in your mind, body, and spirit. Absolutely. I love it. I love the analogy. I feel like in some ways you're you're starting a brand new snowball the moment you open your eyes each morning, but in some ways it is also continuing on to the next day and you know, kind of having that compound effect where it continues to grow and grow and grow. And I like the idea of what you had mentioned where, you know, the awareness of that failure mind state where we're in the daydream mode and realizing how often we do kind of have the, the opportunity in our day to slip into that mindset and to go into that autopilot and how powerful the intent that is going into that is, you know, are we daydreaming about abundance and successes and goals and aspirations, or are we daydreaming about worries, fears, things that we might think are going to go wrong and we're overthinking, overthinking the situation, even something that just, just happened. And I feel like that very first moment of the day is so powerful. And as you mentioned a couple of times, it, it really comes to the, the idea of what energy are we creating that first moment? Are we waking up? and going, you know, like, hello day, thank you for another one. Let's make the best of this, let's go after it. Or are we waking up and going, another day, drag my ass out of bed, you know, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna be like in zombie mode throughout the day. And it really does, that first moment just starts that snowball, as you said, and it, it really makes an impact on now later on the day, like what kind of mindset are you gonna be six, seven o'clock in that evening? depending on which way you started the day, I find that really is where it starts to make a difference, especially in my own life. If I don't start myself up well, you know, by the end of the evening, I'm going to be tired. I'm going to be impatient. I'm probably going to be a little more prone to be a little maybe anxious or snappy about things because I didn't set myself up well where I can still have that high energy and a high, um, you know, positive way of thinking later in the day when I do get myself set up in a good way. So I find that for me, that's also been a very powerful thing. And, you know, something you touched on also lends well to the, the next question that I'd like to go to, which is, you know, I've often found that from my experience, as I move along my path of creating my best self, that I'm making tweaks here and there. And you, you were just mentioning that a bit as well. So, you know, like as we become aware of a limiting belief or a pain calling or a comfort zone or fear of any kind you know i find that with that win or learn mentality we can adopt we can continue to find new ways to adapt add to what we currently do you know so that we can continue to keep moving forward learning and kind of as you said really adapting our routines as we become have the ability to do better and to learn more about how to treat ourselves well so what is your perspective on mindset routine growth do you find that this is something you often experience where you're evolving and changing things on the go as you learn and try, you know, have more experience in these kind of self-care things? Or do you find that sometimes 
you can find something that really works well, lock it in and keep that with you for life as a, as like a little tool in your toolbox, you know, or even at times deep to feel like you can experience both sides of that coin. Ah, that's, that's interesting. So I look at it as you need to have some stability, meaning there has to be some things that are bedrock because without them, the rest of the system starts to fall apart. Um, so um, I look at things like sleep, for instance. You can't not get, if you're only sleeping four hours a night, that's gonna disrupt the schedule eventually. So I kind of keep enough of the bedrock items that should not change or they, they stay as consistent as possible. So definitely sleep is a big one. Um, nutrition is, is a big one. And you know, definitely I, I still wanna enjoy life and, and do things, but if I'm not eating consistently the way I am, I just know I won't have the energy over time, you know, and, and food is energy, right? You're literally eating energy inside of you and processing it through your microbiome and your gut. So definitely sleep, definitely nutrition are probably two I, I, I don't change. Um, there's probably one or two more in, in terms of, you know, I really like to make sure my mind, you know, um, what I'm doing with, with my mind. So that not necessarily positive thinking, but really is trying to put at bay negative thoughts, meaning I need to process them, but I try to process my emotions and be objective about them. So, cause if you can handle your emotions, you get good sleep and you're getting good nutrition, it doesn't solve everything, but for the most part, you have a higher probability of staying on track. So those are my tent poles. I put a couple of tent poles out. And then what happens is the journey just, it modifies. And, and the truth is it should modify. So I'm not a big fan of, I had the same routine. I've had the same routine for 10 years. And it can work. There are certain type of people that it's effective. But what I find is as you evolve, as your, your, your brain, your, your spirit start to evolve, new challenges are going to come up. And actually they should come up. It means that you're progressing in your journey. And what happens is you start to realize you hit these roadblocks that just weren't there because you'd never been this far on your journey before. And that's where it gets hard. You know, that's where sometimes you get a, an injury and you can't work out or sometimes your schedule just gets really tight and it forces you to adapt. And so I think the adaptation is what also spurs on the additional growth. So I keep my temp poles kind of stable, but I want to run against something that is challenging in such a way. And if I get to the point where I'm not challenged, I need to find another challenge. So for instance, I have been a notorious, pretty much a terrible cook. I've never devoted, there was probably two years of my life that I could have used my oven as like a book storage place because I just never used the stuff. And I think I really devoted myself as I started to hit that wall going, I'm counting on other people to provide my nutrition. Why don't I take control of that? And I just started to, to cook and, you know, went to the college of YouTube and, you know, at first the cooking was, eh, it, it was, it was tolerable, but I've really found that I'm starting to get this groove. So it goes back to, I hit this roadblock. I'm kind of stuck and I realized, wait a minute, 
I can find a way around it by taking more control. And also it opens up this whole nother level, like a video game. And I, then I adapted. And so now I can cook. And so now it opens up all these other possibilities. So I tent pole, I run into an obstacle. I don't let the obstacle break me down, but I try to learn a way to go either through it or go around it. And that really helps my growth mindset to adapt. So I'm not getting stuck or kind of get to the point of the monotony of routine. Because the human brain needs to have positive changes or it starts to run on autopilot, which is always that fear. So I think when I'm adapting, it keeps me off of autopilot. Yeah, I really love the analogy to a video game and leveling up. I feel like that's a perfect way to look at it, that, you know, life is one of learning. Life is one of, you're going to have, as you said, as you level up to different levels in that in kind of perspective, you're going to come upon the next challenge. And it may be a little more, bit more difficult than the challenge before. But that being said, having progressed through the previous levels of the video game or life per se, you know, you've built up the skills and the knowledge and the abilities to take on those bigger challenges and to thrive and to use them to step into being your best self. And so I feel like that's something that till the day we end this lifetime will still be constantly always, you know, it's, it's growing. The growing brings awareness of maybe a comfort zone or a living belief and then using that awareness to continue growing and to continue leveling up and continuing every now essentially to serve our best self whatever our intuition tells us is the right thing to do and that's never going to end i feel like you know there's always going to be something new to learn and like you said it, it life becomes a little bit boring in that sense doesn't it it's just, if it's nice to have i feel like you know i guess the the idea of what you mentioned there is have taking control of that that item in your life you know, often we can waste our energy and our time and, and kind of worry or overthink about things that are out of our control. And in that moment, it's really, do we have, just having the awareness of, is it out of our control? Is it, it, is, is it not in our control? Or sorry, is it in our control or is it out of our control? And if it's out of our control, let it go. But if it is within our control by taking some sort of action that's going to serve our best self, we'll then take action on that immediately because that awareness and that intuition is guiding you for some sort of reason. You know, it's like our gut feeling never really lies or leads us astray. It always points us in the right direction with that big neon sign saying, you know, in here, but we're, we're very good at sometimes ignoring that intuition. And so I feel like it's so powerful just to have that awareness and to be able to trust in that and to go with the flow of that as you go on life. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, absolutely. It's it's a beautiful thing, but it, it comes with awareness. You have to be aware of your limitations. And if you're not aware of your limitations, you, you don't realize you're at an obstacle. And you know, sometimes these obstacles are large, <laughs> but you start to realize, you know, there, there's lots of paths. So it's, you know, I, I call it perspective. A lot of times when we are stressed out, we have anxiety. We're um, emotional or just, you know, whether we're feeling sorry for ourselves or just anything that's happening, we, we get blinders. We're like that horse. We just can't see the outside world. But sometimes the obstacle is actually not as high as we think it is. We just don't have the perspective to see it. Um, and that's where that mindfulness, especially early in the morning, just, you know, zoom out from who you are and kind of think globally on how to solve something. 
Um, and I just find sometimes, you know, when I either I'm working out or I like to take walks, that's another thing that I think I've added that I enjoy and it's, you know, simple to do. A lot of times the problems that I want to solve, I solve them just kind of just not thinking about them. I'm out there, I'm just walking, I'm being active. And all of a sudden the problem, I look at it from a different perspective and I realize, oh, I can just do this or I can just ask someone to help me with this. Um, And so I just think, you know, when people can zoom out just a little bit on what's happening in their world, they can really, that's where their answers are. Their answers are not this linear straight ahead path. They're really kind of floating all around, you know, the edges Um, and mindfulness really helps with that. Absolutely, I love that because I, that's something I'll talk about with my partner, with people I've worked with, with really a number of different people, this kind of ideas come up in conversation of where 10 different people could experience the exact same moment and have 10 different perspectives on what just occurred, what it meant for them, you know, in all the ins and outs of that experience. And so, like you said, it's taking ourselves, you know, putting ourselves off to that. It's like we're off to the side looking down in the moment and seeing it from this angle, that angle, this angle, that angle. And, and you know, really a lot, a lot of those different angles could be negative outlooks, worries, overthinking, but there's a lot of perspectives and angles that will be the opposite. And I find that for myself, that's really something that I think happens a lot in my life as well. And as you said too, it's almost, it's like a natural intuition thing of your intuition is just giving you that little nudge. Well, look at it from this perspective. Look at it from that perspective. Ask this person for help. Ask this question. It's all, you know, I feel like we're, we have this uh, universal library of knowledge in, in the universe around us. And we're, we're very good at denying that at times and not feeling like maybe we, it's, it's a, it's a bad thing to ask for help or to ask for guidance or for someone, you know, to, I just feel like that's something that, you know, we could always do well with is to have that acceptance of yeah we are creating our best self but if our intuition is guiding you know hey ask someone for their in their perspective or their insight or their outlook you know to trust in that and and at times that's going to be ourselves asking our own self well what's a different perspective but at times also could be asking others and i feel like it's such such a powerful thing to have that knowledge at our disposal isn't it oh yeah yeah it's and it, it takes practice. You know, I, we, you know, I always think sometimes we, we have the montage mentality when we go to, to do these things, right? That, oh, I just need to work out for one month and I'll figure it all out, you know, when you've been eating unhealthy for, you know, five, 10 years. Yeah. Um, and so I think, you know, to practice that perspective, it takes time. And, and for me, I always think it goes back to your emotions because your emotions kind of dictates how you go about viewing your world. Um, and so, you know, I, I think the more I understood my emotions and understood all the emotions, you know, so I, I think I'm, I'm a big fan of balance, you know, ultimately. So I do think if you just think negative thoughts all day, it's going to be very difficult to kind of move forward. But I also think if you only think only positive thoughts and you don't process these other emotions like anger and sadness, that's also not helping your growth. Um, And so I really look at the lens of being okay to sit with sadness for a little bit. You know, we we run from it almost like it's, you know, like a 
uh, a stinky piece of garbage and because it hurts. Um, but I think the more that I've learned is to sit with it and just a little bit of it, you know, I don't have to dive into the trash, but I need to understand why am I sad? Because if I don't understand why am I sad, I'm going to end up repeating the same mistakes that make me sad. Um, so I think I've learned to sit with sadness, you know, to understand anger. So to deny yourself your emotions, I think blocks your energy. So in my theory, your emotions are your energy that's coming out. Um, but if I can understand my anger, so it's okay to be angry. Now it's not okay to act out on anger, but I think to accept that anger is okay, sadness is okay, helps to actually process the emotions a lot faster. And I find when I process those emotions a lot faster, they don't hurt as much because now I understand them better. And the best kicker is now that I understand them better, I can actually avoid them some of the times. So in times where something would make me angry, I can just take a deep breath and go, it's going to be okay. And something that took me four hours of being upset now took three minutes. Yeah. And so think how that energy gets converted into time. So now those extra three hours, I can go out and be positive. I can care about my partner. Um, so I think I look at that from a mathematical standpoint almost, but that energy and understanding the positives and the negatives just really jumpstart and just kind of give that boost throughout the day. Absolutely. Understanding the reasons why you feel certain ways and if it's something that doesn't serve you well, how can you empower the opposite so that you can start to you know, change that pattern of subconscious thought? And so I definitely am on board with that 100%. So, but, you know, having had the chance to hear a bit about yourself today and some of the things that you like to do day to day to succeed and bring joy or peace of mind to your own life, you know, I'm sure the listeners would love to know a bit about how to connect with you and some of the impacts you're making. So can you expand a bit for us on the, the kind of work you do and where we could reach you or get in touch if we'd like to connect? Sure, absolutely. So I do two things. Um, one of the biggest things I do is do behavioral wellness and, you know, for a lot of compassion fatigue industries. So if you're in an industry that does a lot of caring for others, a lot of giving out of energy of yourself, uh, if you're a high level or any level impact, um, I really work with folks to help them manage their energy. I help them to realize what things are leaking, what energy is leaking from them and what areas that they can gain more energy. So I do behavioral wellness coaching um, and I take a little bit of data that way. Um, and then I also actually work a lot with um, children with autism and working with parents and really helping parents understand how they can create an environment that their child can make the best progress. Um, I do work with just parents in general, um, but you know, I really think I'm a big fan of energy and trying to help people understand what it is understand how best to maximize it, which ultimately gives them more time. That's the one thing we can get back. Whether you're the richest person in the world or you're the poorest, time is the same for all of us. And when I explain it through that lens, I think people gravitate towards it. Um, so they can find me, I'm on LinkedIn um, under my name. If you go to Michael Conti, C-O-N-T-E-H. Um, I post a lot of things there. Um, that's probably the best place to find me. Um, and to interact with me there because there's my websites um, and my other um, content um, is listed on LinkedIn. Awesome. 
Thank you so much for sharing that. And I, I know that's where we had connected as well originally had, speaking on the, yeah, the subject of um, you know, wellness for children and especially those with learning disabilities such as autism and things similar. And I know we had a good conversation about that. Um, you know, what is, and so the final question I'd like to ask everyone that joins me in this interview show is this, you know, if there was a, a best piece of guidance that you've been given that you like to pass on to others who are now in the process of creating your, their best self, what might that be? Is there one thing that stands out to you or even a couple of things? Sure, absolutely. So I learned in my journey, you know, every, every person has obstacles in their journey, a lot of things out of your control that happen, you know, that really knock you down, in some cases, knock you out for a bit. And going back to the thought of energy is energy is fuel for growth. And I think when you go through, you know, a hard time in your life, whether it's in your past, whether it's trauma, that trauma, that pain, that struggle is energy. And if you can learn to understand it, you can convert that negative feeling into fuel for your growth. So I really, I spent a lot of my years running from my traumas and my struggles, avoiding them mentally. Um, and it, it really, I did not make the changes, the weight loss, all the things that I am now until I realized that this trauma uh, that's unfortunate, you know, all those, the negativity, but I can actually use that to push me forward. And once I was able to realize that pain is growth, that's when I got the rocket fuel. So pain, so when you're happy and all those, that's good fuel, it's great, it, it, it's very helpful, but pain and struggles rocket fuel. And if you can find a way to convert that in any way, shape or form, that's how you can get the traction to move forward. You know, I always look at the superhero story. Think of all your superheroes, Batman, Spider-Man. They all have uh, tragic origin stories, right? It was, a, it was a catalyst. Batman became a catalyst once his parents died. Yeah. Spider-Man became Spider-Man after his, his uncle died. So that, and those are humans telling those stories. So it's kind of a way to kind of for us to, to visualize. So when you're going through something that's tough, you know, I, I do definitely do understand, um, definitely it is a struggle. So I definitely don't discount that, but find a way to make it feel. And if you can focus on making it feel, then at that point you have the feel to make the changes that you really want to change. Absolutely. The winner learn perspective will get you so far up the, you know, the, the positive moments affirming that you're on the right path, you're doing things that will serve you well and the, the not so positive, the challenges giving you, as you said, the rocket fuel to help yourself grow, help yourself to take off into outer space per se, and, you know, to kind of become the best version of yourself. I feel like it's, and, and, and the thing that always, I always love, I'm a big superhero fan myself, you know, definitely uh, my, my son as well. We love the, the movies and the comic books and all that kind of thing. And, you know, one of my favorite expressions is always, as you, you're talking about Uncle Ben, you know, with, with great power becomes great responsibility. And I always, I feel like that's kind of ties in perfectly to this uh, kind of conversation of realizing that, that I guess, you know, those challenges are kind of, and the ability to have the mindset to see through those challenges and see the learning 
and taking that action is the great responsibility that comes with that great power of, of where the great power, I think in this situation is like the awareness and then the great responsibility is taking action on that awareness. And I feel like that's kind of the message that he was trying to pass on to yeah, young Peter Parker in that story. So I love how it kind of, it always comes full circle in that way, doesn't it? <laughs> and I tell you, there's nothing cuter than, so my youngest son is five and there's nothing cuter than a five-year-old who's usually got a really high squeaky voice going up to him going, hey dad, I'm Batman. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest, absolute greatest thing. Uh, that's awesome. That's so awesome. So thank you so much, Michael, for joining us today. And thank you, everyone, for tuning in or listening wherever you are. If you want to get in touch with either one of us, as you just heard, you can reach out to Michael uh, over LinkedIn. And if you'd like to get in touch with Positive Energy Phil, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn as well, and YouTube and all your favorite podcast platforms. Many different places you can find me. I, I'm like a horcrux. I'm in different places all at once. Um, I'm not sure how many people will get that reference, but that's okay. So I'm grateful for you all. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Keep sharing that love any way you know how. Positive Energy Phil and Michael signing out for now. Peace out, my friends. Thank you for joining. We will see you later.